1: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chick Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany. I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm joined by army girl, Kayla Rose. She's going to be joining me all the way from Africa, which is where she's based at the moment. So I'm very grateful that she's taken the time out of her day to speak to me today. Let's jump straight in and hear all about her army stories and what it's like to be, well, a military girl in a Harley world. Hey, OK. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I was was really intrigued about your story being an army girl and integrating that into like the motorcycle lifestyle. I was just thinking, I want to hear more about that. It looked really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, an
0: interesting lifestyle, getting to travel through the military and uh, obviously in the motorcycle industry as well.
1: Yeah, sure. So w- when you're in the military and you, you go in and doing different bits, it, has it got anything to do with the motorbikes or is it a separate thing?
0: Oh, it's completely separate. I wish I could bring my motorcycle with me, but unfortunately there are two worlds I have to be separated.
1: Oh, okay, sure. So what's your job role in the army then? I'm a wheeled vehicle mechanic. Oh, amazing. So when you're back at home, do you do mechanics as well? Yes. Nice. And is that incorporated with motorbikes too? Do you get to work on your own bike? yeah i do most of the work on my own bike um
0: i really haven't really, like done a whole lot in the civilian sector with like their vehicles so it's really just army stuff and my motorcycle and my husband's bike as well
1: oh okay cool that's awesome is he into harley's as well yes he's actually what got me started into the scene Nice. Oh, I love it. It's so good when two people can come together over motorbikes and like through doing more and more podcasts I've found so many more people that have like found their husbands and stuff through the community and I, I love that. It's so cool. Mhm. Yeah, fortunately uh so when I started dating him
0: I had never rode motorcycles before. Uh, my dad he built Harleys when I was growing up so I was around them a bit but Um, both my parents were actually in motorcycle accidents, so they scared me a lot. Um, and then I stayed off of them until I met my husband. And when we started dating, he already had motorcycles. So I would ride on the back. I was like, why am I on the back right now? I could be doing this myself.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely how it starts. Like you get out there and you're on the back and then you're thinking, You just want to know what it's like to be on the front, don't you? It just gets to that point.
0: Yeah, everyone else looked like they were having so much fun riding. I was like, I want to be this happy. So I (laughs) gave it a shot.
1: That's awesome. And I noticed in a lot of your pictures and videos as well, you ride without a helmet a lot of the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to uh, be better about that. Um, I think that you're aware I was in a motorcycle accident like a year and a half ago. Um so I'm trying to uh be smarter on the bike but it's definitely hard to unlearn unlearn bad
1: behaviors so yeah sure I mean, for me it's totally crazy because you're not allowed to do that anywhere in the UK but obviously I know in certain places in the states uh, you are so yeah for me it's just like I would never dream of doing it because I know like I just couldn't anyway but if you've sort of like brought into the community with that being a normal thing, then I guess why would you think otherwise?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely hard because I see like all my friends out there not wearing helmets in Wisconsin. And I know like the risks that I could, if I was in an accident or another accident, uh, just like how deadly it could be. So I'm trying to uh, be better about taking like my safety Um, more seriously on the bike
1: yeah sure so what happened in the accident then so it was
0: a really interesting day I had taken my bike to the gym and uh, while I was on my way back I ended up popping my front tire and I had dinner plans that night so I got my bike home and I like got ready for dinner and I said, I'm just gonna hop on the back of your bike tonight. Cause it's a nice night out. And I didn't want to take the car. So we got on his bike, went to dinner, had a great time. And we were on our way home and we were on the highway, um, like a mile from our exit and deer, two deer ran out in front of us and it just happened so quickly. So we ended up hitting them and My husband laid the bike down um, and I mean it just happened very quickly. There was like no time to really react and neither of us were actually wearing helmets that night Um, and both of us ended up only having like road rash and no serious injuries. So thankfully it was like the best case scenario in that situation for us to have minor injuries and be able to like walk away from that um and like when i went to the hospital because i didn't know how bad the injuries were at first um i was like i'm never getting on a bike again like this is exactly why i was so scared of them like i saw both of my parents be in accidents when i was a kid i was like never again never getting back on um yeah and then like some of my girlfriends were going out for a ride about 10 days after my accident and I said well today's the day either I get back on the bike and I go out or I never I'm never touching that thing again
1: yeah sure and obviously you decided to get back on which is amazing
0: yeah uh it was definitely nerve-wracking for the first couple months and i refused to like ride at night because i was so scared that it was going to happen again um but thankfully like when i went out with those girls you know it's a group of girls that i'm comfortable with that i know they're going to keep my best interest in mind too and understand that like you know uh there's going to be like restrictions on what i am comfortable doing so it was just easier to get back on the bike knowing that there were people surrounding me that cared for me and cared for my well-being
1: yeah yeah that's really nice i mean i can half get it like i had a small accident myself i didn't slide off the bike or i didn't have road rash or anything i was fully geared up and um but i just came down and i hit my elbow and i ended up dislocating my elbow and it meant i couldn't actually ride for about six months because it took a really long time to heal like two like ligaments and stuff like that and yeah i definitely put off a little bit getting back on the bike because the longer you leave it the more you're thinking like it all through in your head and you're like oh my god what if it happens again and you know all stuff like this and then but it's one of those things that as soon as you get back on even after six months the second i pulled away i was like i feel like i've never gone a day without getting on my bike it's funny mm-hmm. isn't it yeah and i think that obviously
0: there's this huge sense of freedom when you're riding so when you like feel that again you're just like i was even i was crazy for even thinking i could give up this lifestyle there's nothing that compares to it, especially when you're surrounded by people who, like, feel the same way. It's just a, such an incredible feeling. And, yeah, as soon as I was on the bike, I was like, I, I'm never going to leave this bike again. Even if, I, even if I'm in another accident, I will come back. I know I will.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a good mindset to have. And I guess we all know by getting on a bike, it comes with these dangers, like you're out in the elements, aren't you? And with protection or not, you know, I was fully geared up and I couldn't get back on the bike for six months. But you with no gear and you were back on it ten days later. So really it makes you think, doesn't it? It's it's just luck and what happens at the time. Yeah. It's the
0: It's scary that there's so much risk involved in it, but the reward is totally worth it. And obviously, everyone should wear gear. I'm a big preacher of that now. I always encourage people to wear it because, you know, it could be that one time that you don't get lucky and you hit your head and you don't have a helmet on. So you might as well just take every opportunity you can to protect yourself. And that's something I'm trying to work on
1: yeah sure and does there, any of this have something to do with you know your job you being in the army like do you feel like you've sort of got you're you're in the army and you're going to these places and there's this element of danger around you Do you think that's to do with why maybe you're not as worried about wearing a helmet and stuff
0: yeah I think so I'm definitely like an adventure seeker I have my scuba diving certification and I've been diving with like six different species of sharks. Things just like don't scare me too much. And when they do scare me, I just I think of it as like a positive thing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting my adrenaline up. I feel excited about these things. And I think that translates to me riding a motorcycle as well, that sometimes I am more daring on a bike when I probably shouldn't be but it's that sense of danger I think that like really excites me in a way um, but ultimately I don't I don't want to die doing the things I love so I should just wear a helmet
1: <laughs> well yeah for sure there is that side <laughs> what about coming back to like the and feeling like when you ride without a helmet does it does it give you even more of that like free feeling
0: honestly no because now that i have a helmet and i have um like my bluetooth set up in there Mm. i just like jam out to music and i i actually have a lot of fun even when i am wearing a helmet i don't notice the difference like there isn't it's not like a night and day kind of aspect where it's like oh i'm not wearing a helmet i have so much fun and now I'm wearing a helmet and like, this is not so much fun. It's still a great time either way.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, that's great that you, you finally <laughs> managed to get around that aspect of it anyway. <laughs> so what bike are you riding at the moment? I just bought a 2022 Road
0: Glide ST. I had a uh, 2014 Street Bob um, before that, which was my first bike. But I do a lot of trips, so I needed something that was suited for long distance.
1: Nice. Oh wow, that sounds amazing. I love those glides. They are proper dice, aren't they? And like you say, for doing long distance is exactly what you need.
0: I loved the Dyna, but yeah, going long distance, it I was so like physically tired from like that wind hitting me all the time um especially when I would ride out west like I rode in Colorado through the Rocky Mountains and uh the elements definitely take a toll on you on a smaller bike um so it was nice having that comfort of a big bagger and I've taken that to Texas I actually drove down to Texas to buy it and then I took it back to Texas a couple months later
1: so oh nice so you're really getting some miles in on it then yep Oh, cool. So have you done a lot of trips?
0: Yeah. Uh, In 2022, I was out in Daytona for their bike week. And then I was in Denver, Colorado for a week. I also went to New Mexico and between Santa Fe and Albuquerque. And then
1: I went to Sturgis as well awesome that's amazing i love that part about america is that you can link in like all these different elements can't you and you can plan some really epic trip trips all within one sort of land space can't you
0: yeah and the really nice thing about the states is like depending on where you go um the landscape is like vastly different so you get to experience all sorts of different riding And then obviously, like your big biker events, you get to meet people from all across the country, build those connections and make new friends. So it's nice to be able to not only like see, especially like the different parts and the different landscapes and animals and wildlife out there. But then you get to like make friends while you're doing it.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Because I think I've podcast with a few of your friends, haven't I, that you've met through biking, like Z and, and
0: Jess? I'm pretty sure they're all in uh Dallas right now. They're spending the weekend together while I'm here. So I'm slightly oh, jealous that they're seeing oh. each other again.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. So how much time do you get between being at where like whatever tour you're on to being at home? So I'm here
0: for just under a year. And then when I go back stateside, uh, normally I have a few years off in between rotations. So like my last deployment was in 2018 and 2019. Um, And then I head off in between then and now. So I have plenty of time back in the States to ride and plan trips. So,
1: Yeah, sure. Gosh, that's a really long time to be there for around about a year. And is your husband in the Army with you, or do you leave him at home in the States? <laughs>
0: so my husband is in the Army as well, but he is not here with me. Um, we're in separate units, so uh, it, it's weird kind of how the Army works, but my section deployed here, and his section is still stateside.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Gosh, you guys must miss each other so much. A whole year Oh, yeah, apart. of
0: course. I tried to tell him that I miss him just as much as my motorcycle. So.
1: <laughs> M- maybe just about. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe just a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. <That's> totally understandable. <laughs> so do you not get to ride the whole time you're in the army where- wherever you are? No. So here I won't have the opportunity to ride at all.
0: And, uh, the military partners with a civilian company that sells Harleys. So everyone here is like trying to buy Harleys before they go home. And I'm just thinking about my Harley that's already back home that I miss riding. So I get to see they have like a, they have a motorcycle out front of that like shop. Um, that's, I mean, just there for looks, but I look at it and I'm like, I wonder if I could go start that thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That must be so hard, actually, like, seeing a bike there as well that you could just easily jump on. Yeah. So do people, like, not use bikes to get around, then, in, like, that area of Africa? Or is it just, like, within the army side?
0: So they have, like, the civilians here have motorcycles but they're usually like smaller um kind of sport sport bikes uh i have not seen a harley in this country at all but then again i also don't go off base too often and yeah army side we we don't get any motorcycles
1: oh my gosh you totally need to put a petition in that (laughs) you guys need motorbikes there yes (laughs) So with your glide then, have you done any mods to it or did you buy it pretty much as you wanted it? I bought it and I haven't done
0: anything yet. Um, I have plans to, though, starting with a custom paint job and then uh, new pipes. I want to change out the bars and get thrashing T-bars um, and then eventually do a stage four to it, but I think that's way down the road just because those bikes are so expensive in general um slowly put money into it but at this point i think all of
1: my money goes to motorcycles so (laughs) so do you think this is going to be a keeper for quite a long time yeah uh my dyno was great to start off on and i had it for just
0: over three years and I was like always telling my husband, like, I just need to get a bagger. I need to get a bagger. But I was also intimidated by them. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty small person. So getting on a bagger, it was scary. But um I was having issues with uh, like my dyno one day and I just wanted to ride. So I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to take your street glide out. So I took that out and I like rode mm-hmm. around town for a little while. And I came back and I'm like, I'm sold. I'm, I'm getting a bagger. I can do this.
1: Nice. That's amazing. You literally just jumped on it and got out there and was just like, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I think uh, we let
0: ourselves intimidate us too much. And especially like women riding motorcycles. Um, and that, obviously we can do it. I mean, you see Z, she's been on her bike for so long and uh like watching her ride out in Sturgis through that terrain it was really exciting to watch a woman of her statue do it and then uh it just encouraged me to be able to do it as well
1: 100% I totally agree Z is actually an inspiration for like being able to get out there and like you say she's so tiny and I'm pretty sure I'm the same height as her I think she said she's about 5'2 or 5'3 and that is the same as myself. are you the same no I'm slightly taller I'm 5'5 five five, so I have a couple yes. more
0: inches um, <laughs> but yeah I mean compared to my husband I was like that he looks good on that size bike it fits him really well I was like I'm gonna look tiny on it I don't know if I can control that thing but just did it and obviously you can modify bikes to fit you better and that's just what I need to do
1: yeah yeah that's cool I mean that is the thing you can add different mods can't you to lower it a bit or bring the bars back a bit or something like that to just help but yeah, it's definitely an ambition of mine to get out there on a glide and have a glide myself one day too you have to come to the states to ride with all of us Yes, 100%. I'm definitely going to plan a trip. Is all your mechanics just based around like cars or like what sort of mechanics do you do in the army? So my job
0: is for all like wheeled vehicles in the army. Um, it's like different style trucks really. Uh, we don't have like regular civilian vehicles like cars and SUVs that we use. So they're always, like, up-armoured big diesel
1: trucks. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. No planes, then? None of
0: the fighter jets? <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. That's not my specialty.
1: <laughs> so what would you say is, like, one of your most happiest or cherished moments you've had on a bike?
0: Um, that's a tough one. So I've had so many great memories experiences, especially in the last year. But I think it would have to be either between Daytona Bike Week or Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, just because of the girls that I've met through the community. Um, and fortunately, it was like the same group that we all met down in Daytona. And then we all really enjoyed spending time together. So we went back to Sturgis together. Um, but meeting those girls, it's so nice to have a community that empowers women. And they're, even though they're across the country from me, like we're always planning like the next trip to be together. And it really added so much value to my life to have strong women um, in it and them to encourage me to like be better and to also like help other women in the motorcycle industry. So I think just meeting them in daytona was really like the
1: best memory i have from riding yeah oh honestly what i would do to come to the states and be able to actually meet up with all you girls and come on one of the trips and like i'm definitely doing it one day but yeah it's uh i've I've been saying i think i was born in the wrong country like i belong in in america
0: (laughs) Well, you definitely have places to stay when you come and visit. I'm sure any of us
1: will host you. So that's so kind. Thank you so much. Um. So actually, to go on from what you just said, what well, I found a picture on your Instagram that I wanted you to elaborate on a little bit, but I'm pretty sure it's what you've just covered anyway. But I just I love this picture so much. I'll show you. Oh no!
0: (laughs) I had a feeling it was going to be this photo. (laughs) Uh, That was the first night I was in Sturgis, I think. We had rode during the day and we went out to um, Full Throttle Saloon that night and that's where that photo was taken. And we all had bought chaps that day. And we said, like, we're, like, going to be our own little girl gang tonight. And we're going to have matching outfits. And we got so much attention that night. I don't think that, like, we met so many people because everyone just wanted to come and take photos with us
1: yeah that's awesome so what about the other end of the spectrum what would be like one of your most scariest or like dangerous moments you've had I mean obviously your accident but
0: yeah yeah other than my accident um it actually happened this year when I was out in Denver over the summer um I was riding it was my husband myself, and then um, my husband's cousin who lives out there, who we were, we were staying with, and we decided to ride into the mountains one day, and um, we were getting off the highway and like going onto some back road to get into the mountains, and a car actually cut off uh, my husband's cousin who was in the front, and so he slammed on his brakes, and then I slammed on my brakes, and It was while I was also turning. So I ended up dumping my bike while I was trying to brake and turn at the same time. Fortunately, I wasn't injured, but it was like the first time I've ever like dumped a bike out on a road. Um, Because obviously like small maneuvers, I've dumped a bike in like the driveway. But it was my first time actually dumping a bike on the road. And I was like so scared and so embarrassed really um just because like there's traffic around and here i was trying to like lift my bike up um and feeling all of those emotional emotions at that time it was just a lot for me
1: yeah yeah definitely I, I can really understand what you were feeling in that moment it's it's so much worse when there's other people around even though like you shouldn't care what they're thinking should you because you know you're doing whatever you're doing but it is it is that thing sometimes, isn't it? Like wh- when I I done a trip in the summer, and that that emotion just reminds me where we were about to do this famous pass in Switzerland, and the corners are literally like hairpin bends. They are so sharp, and I was pretty nervous about doing it because you know up and down a mountain doing hairpin bends on a bike that wasn't even mine. I was doing it on the new Nightster which was a little bit too tall for me as well. So it was like so many factors to it. And I let like, my nerves get the better of me. And I stopped on this corner because I was worried. I felt like the bike was going to fall down because it was turning so sharp. And yeah, I just, I stopped at one point and I like, had a bit of a panic and, you know, all these other cars and motorbikes were going around like the other side. And they're just looking at me thinking like, what the bloody hell is she doing? And I was just like, oh, God, it's so embarrassing. But I was all right after that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: definitely, definitely can get intimidating, like riding in new places and especially on terrain that we've never experienced. And think that sometimes... uh those nerves definitely get the better of us. And we just have to be confident in our skills because we ride all the time. I mean, you, especially you, what you were in, was it six different countries on your, Uh,
1: yeah, I think it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So lots of miles put on lots of experience. And, uh, sometimes we just, we're not confident in our skills, even though we're going to be just fine. Um, So yeah I think that was like the toughest moment for me especially because it was after my accident and it was like the first time that I had dumped a bike afterwards so kind of brought back some of those
1: emotions from my actual accident. Yeah yeah I bet I bet but I guess like you say back to that confidence thing it's I, I guess that is literally the only thing like stopping any of us from just getting on a bagger like because you believe in yourself and you, think, you know what I can do this like you and Z, and you know you just get on and you do it and really I'm sure you know I could do it as well but it's just having that confidence of actually I can ride this bike it doesn't matter that it's you know 450 kilos or whatever if you know you've got the skills and you it it's just believing in yourself isn't it really yeah yeah it's that and then obviously uh
0: because you lowered your bike right yeah i have yeah yeah and so i lowered my dyna and that made a significant difference in how comfortable i got riding that and then upgrading to the next bike so uh Lowering my road glide is definitely going to be on my list of things to do because I want to be as confident as possible. And if that means I put money into lowering it, then great. Then I'll be more confident on the road and that makes me a better rider. That's and it really increases safety on the road too when we're comfortable on our bikes.
1: Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. So, would you say the glide is like your dream bike? yeah uh definitely
0: a dream of mine to have a bagger and i loved the fixed fairing on it once i put all my mods and stuff into it i think that i will have that bike for a very long time
1: yeah yeah that's awesome so i want to move on to doing a little fun game now but i need to ask a few questions which is is random but i'll bring it back in so what's your favorite food dream destination and your favorite car if you have a favorite car
0: okay uh food definitely has to be mexican food because who doesn't love good tacos um dream destination probably indonesia and Favorite car? I'm definitely not a car person, but I absolutely love the uh, McLaren P1s. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, cool. All right. So we're going to have a game of Would You Rather? (laughs) And your bike's at stake in every one. So would you rather eat Mexican food every day, eat tacos every day, or be able to have your glide and ride your glide every day? but whichever one you choose, the other one gets completely eliminated and you can never have it again.
0: <laughs> I think if uh, the army has taught me anything, it's that I can live without good food. So I'm going to have to go <laughs> with my road glide. I have to keep it.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. What about Indonesia then? You can go there, live there, visit whenever you like and you know ride other bikes there, but not the glide. I feel like I would choose Indonesia over my road
0: glide because I don't think my road glide would do well in that country. I'd probably need a smaller bike anyway, so
1: Yeah, that's actually a smart choice. That that would be pretty mental riding in some of those places like Thailand and I was looking into a trip in Thailand actually, but yeah the roads can be in the cities a bit crazy, can't they? <laughs>
0: Yeah, Thailand is definitely on uh, my list of places to visit and ride.
1: Yeah, me too. That would be so good. Maybe we'll Uh, have to meet up in Thailand. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be so good. Because, you know, I found um, a bike week in Phuket. Oh, really? Yeah, they've got this bike week there at, like, the end of April every year. And it just looks nuts and like the the harley riders in in um thailand they seem to be a lot younger actually like most of the riders, it's not like your typical kind of stereotype older generation there is a lot more youngsters on them out there so i think it would be so fun we could meet there
0: (laughs) that'd be very cool
1: that would be so cool uh so what about the car then you can take home your dream car but or the bike.
0: See, if I took home the dream car, could I sell it? Because then I could buy about, like, probably 150 Harleys for the same price. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could have a whole arsenal of whatever <laughs> bike I wanted.
1: <laughs> no, if you choose Wait. the car, you're never allowed to glide again. <laughs> Okay I'll choose my bike then because
0: I definitely enjoy the bike more than I enjoy cars so.
1: Yeah that's a fair choice. (laughs) So I just want to wrap things up then Kay with one more question like if you could go back in time to when you first started riding and you could give yourself one piece of advice what would it be?
0: I think if I could go back and give myself a piece of advice, it would have to be to just be more courageous. I was, like, really intimidated when I got into the motorcycle scene. And I think it held me back for, like, the first year that I was riding. And I didn't really want to, like, venture outside of what I was comfortable with. And it took me, like, going to my local high school and riding in the parking lot and practicing my turns and my stops. And I wish I had done that earlier. Um, so like anyone getting into riding or even upgrading to new bikes, I think that it's really important just to have that courage to not only admit that you probably need to train on some things, but also just to get out there and ride because um, every mile that you put on that bike, it's more experience for you. And then also for people who have been in accidents and that are scared to get back on the bike, just to have that courage to keep going and um, know that it's a passion that it's worth getting back into and it's worth the next ride. So um, that's about it.
1: Yeah, that's really solid advice, actually, for, for anyone. It doesn't matter how experienced you are, if you're getting on a new bike. Then it's totally worth going and having a practice, even on a f- bike you're familiar with. It's it's always worth brushing up on those snow maneuver skills, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Especially like where I live, where um, in the winter it's too cold and we have snow and the ice uh, and ice on the roads, where it's like too dangerous to ride. So, taking a couple months off and then getting back on the bike, it doesn't hurt to go spend thirty minutes or an hour practicing those uh maneuvers and then going out on the road again
1: yeah definitely I totally agree
0: what state are you in again sorry uh Wisconsin so where Milwaukee is at? um Milwaukee like an hour from
1: where I live oh okay cool yeah it's the same with like where we are at the moment in England it's very icy and it's too dangerous out on the road so I haven't been out for a couple or three weeks um because it is just too dangerous but the first thing i'll do when i go back out is get into a car park and just brush up on some skills because the second you get back on sometimes it is like oh yeah i know how to ride but it's always when you're going slow that something's like more likely to happen to drop it or something isn't it
0: yeah uh when i bought my road glide and i was in texas i pulled into a parking lot And I was like going to park and it was doing like a U-turn before I backed into the stall. And that U-turn, I just got nervous. I thought I was like over, uh, turning it. And then as soon as I like tried to fix it, I was, the weight just tipped and I just dropped my brand new bike. But yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always those slow maneuvers that will get you
1: yeah always that is when you feel the weight of it isn't it? the whole time you're going you don't know how heavy it is you're just riding and it's fine but it's the second you've got to use like one leg down or you just you really start to feel the weight don't you
0: yeah especially uh because i haven't lowered that bike and it's a little tall for me um as soon as i like start to lean it and my one foot comes off the ground i Immediately, I'm like more nervous because I'm like, okay, now I'm taking on all of this weight on one leg.
1: Yeah, definitely that—that's the part, isn't it? With the taller bikes and when they're heavier, to to actually get used to having one leg up. Like, I'm trying to practice that on my bike at the moment because I'm I'm trying to prepare for riding taller heavier bikes and obviously i know like i'm not always going to be able to maybe properly tiptoe both sides i might always have to just use one leg up so trying to get used to that already but anyway thank you so much Kay. it was really good getting to know you better yeah thank you you too and um i'll see you in the states for a ride sometime (laughs) yeah just let me know when (laughs) thank you that's so kind thank you so much for listening to this episode of and chick chat if you enjoyed it please don't forget to give it a thumbs up subscribe like follow comment all that jazz if you'd like to see more from myself and kayla i'll link in the description below our instagrams and anything else like that that we've got um, thank you again and i look forward to seeing you on the next one